What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. Hi everybody, this is Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelicone. And tonight we are bringing to you the third episode of The Quick Cage. Uh, <laughs> what movie do you have on uh, in store for us tonight, Frank? Uh, tonight is the 2007 um, thriller, I guess, Next, uh, starring Cage, Julianne Moore, and Jessica Biel, and some other people. Who, 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 who was the second person you just said? Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's a high caliber actress for a She's Nick it. thriller. Yeah. Nah, nah. He he always gets like somebody else that's like I don't know. <laughs> like at least like a B list actor. Yeah. He's pretty good at attracting like, I don't know, a modicum of talent to him. Hmm. So um, oh, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I'll let you tell okay. So so this is so, uh, to to fulfill our promise from last week. This is a ridiculous Nicolas Cage movie, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So you're going to tell me the plot of this movie? This this overall might be like premise-wise like maybe the most ridiculous, I don't know. Huh. It's 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 close cuz I've watched some pretty terrible Nick Cage movies in the past couple weeks cuz I remember seeing the trailer for this movie. Right. So I remember seeing it too. I remember seeing it once before something we saw in like 2006 cuz I think it's got delayed when it got released. Um, so we saw the trailer, it looked ridiculous, and then I never saw it again. And this is like, so I've, I've told this now a few times, but this is a movie I was looking for to watch when I watched Knowing, because I couldn't remember what it was called, but it, I remember it was about him being able to see the future or something, and so Knowing sounded like it was right, but it wasn't. Right, I would have made the same mistake. But it turned out to be, I mean, I guess good isn't the right word, but it turned out to be it's somewhat... At least it was funny, like watching knowing. Um, next is also pretty funny. Um, so one of the things that's going to be a theme, like going forward in the Nick Cage uh, filmography, is anytime you see Nick Cage as an executive producer, he's going to have a sex scene with a really attractive, much younger starlet. So I'm in this case, it's Jessica, Jessica Beale in this okay. one, yeah. Right. Um, and it'll happen like several times um, going forward. Uh, that's just, I guess that's part of his, like, I don't know, like, purview as executive producers. He gets to pick the attractive, like, mm-hmm. co-lead that he's has coitus with. Um, makes no sense here. Although, okay, so the basic premise of this movie is that Nick Cage plays, um, I can't remember what his stage name is. It's something like Johnny Hollywood or something terrible like that. But his name's Chris. Um, and he's a... Uh, lounge act um vegas magician and his thing is that he actually has this superpower where he can see two minutes into the future but only things that will directly affect him so like and only two minutes only two minutes so if you threw a baseball at him he could see that happen and see the baseball hit him and then he would move his head 
so the baseball would not hit him or he would do something where like he would escape any sort of injury maybe like pull your pants down or something i don't know this might sound stupid but like so what you're saying is that i'm having a hard time grasping this he can see into the future for two minutes not but it's it's never less than that it's always just two minutes well it's whatever is going to immediately affect him within two minutes oh okay so it just has to be within two minutes right okay so like if something's so and then he can use it to avoid this thing right he can then change okay that two minute i think i got it future history to be something so what he does is he uses it to like he basically does uh i don't know what kind of like like a um what's it called patter not patter what's it called when a magician like talks to the crowd that's patter right something like that yeah he does like a patter based like magician act where like he calls someone up on stage and then like can see what's going to happen and so like something happens Mm. to him and he predicts it which it doesn't make any sense when he does it because he calls this woman up on stage and then he sees that her necklace is going to break and it does and he like says put your hand up to catch your necklace and she's like oh and then it breaks but it's Aren't, like there's no reason for it to break. And, and wouldn't there be better things to do than be a stage magician with this power? Well, okay, so that that that's the second thing he does. Oh, okay. Right. So not only does he like make a living doing this, but he also goes and wins like moderate amounts of money in the casino okay. by playing blackjack and seeing like what's going to come up. So he always has like winning hands. So he attracts the attention of the casino security staff that he's doing this, um, and also has attracted the attention of the FBI. Which is what Julianne Moore's character is, is she's like the head of this, I don't know, anti-terrorism division of the FBI. So she's somehow figured out his power, but I don't know how. Like, she's in the audience at his stage show, and like, because they know about him. So the security staff is trying to get him, um, and he stops an armed robbery. I, I almost forgot about that part. But then, like, they try to chase him down, and she's trying to chase him down. So there's this ridiculous sequence where you keep seeing like him get caught, but then like it does this superimposition thing where like he then takes the other way. So like he'll like sneakily crouch down behind a slot machine as somebody's walking past and turns their head and then he gets up and moves. Um, which actually could have been like kind of a cool sequence, but it's not really handled very well. Okay, I, I need to interrupt because I, I need to kind of at least have some kind of visual of this. So how is this being shown to you on the screen? Are you seeing the two minutes into the future? Sometimes you do, and sometimes you see multiple Nick Cages like doing multiple things. So you can see all at like, the same time? Yeah, yeah. So you can see like what would have happened and then like he like Another so, Nick Cage, like a like sands moves. of sands of time power, where it's like you right. kind of can go right. Ma- s- making reference to the Prince of Persia. Yeah, right. Yeah, who yeah. you are, the master of sands. All right. Um, yeah. So it's like that. So the beginning of the movie ultimately ends in him getting away from the the casino security, but to do so, he steals a car, and then goes on a high speed chase away from like the Las Vegas Police Department. So instead of just like slowly like doing these two minute things and like getting away without getting caught because he really isn't broken the law or anything he commits grand theft auto and like escapes so i guess he's this kind is of your protagonist of this right, movie, right 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 oh he's okay. it, so he's he is but he's not and then we'll how far are we into this movie so far? Uh, 15 minutes oh, at this okay. point maybe all right i'll get to how he's not a protagonist okay so he eventually goes to i think it's peter falk is the actor um goes to his friend's house who's like his wise mentor um and you see a scene where julianne moore comes in and like tells him there's terrorists who have taken a nuclear bomb and they're going to detonate it and we want your help because you can see into the future 
And he's like, well, I can only see things that directly affect me. And she's like, that's why we want you to be near the bomb. So, like, you'll be able to tell us where they are. But, like, it feels like two minutes wouldn't be enough time, like, once someone's decided to detonate a bomb, that you could, like, get there and, like, stop them. But anyway, so this is the premise that Julianne Moore has for him. Um, But then you find out that he was just seeing what that exchange would have been like because he escapes and, like, gets away. So the other thing that's established early is that he keeps having this vision of the future, but he doesn't know when it takes place. But it's of this beautiful woman in a diner. And, like, it's the only time he's ever seen outside of two minutes in the future is seeing this beautiful woman. I was going to say, right. So while being wanted by the police – oh, no, I'm sorry. Julianne more, like, clears, like, his criminal record or something for him because she wants to use him. So even though he, like – Basically robbed the casino and stole a car. Like, it's fine. Like, that plot goes so she away. Clear, she cleared it be, even you know, because the FBI can he just hasn't be agreed like, to... Right, because she thinks he will. So the FBI okay. can just be like... Or they, they're using that as a carrot, like, dangling, like, we mm. will clear it. Right. But it never really comes... It never matters again. Like, he's not, like, being chased by the police or anything. Just Julianne Moore and her crack team. Um, So you also see that the terrorists are there. And the terrorists know about him, too, somehow. I don't know. I don't remember how that works, but, like, they're aware of him. And they kill the head of casino security because they find out, like, what his real name is and what he does. So amidst all this nonsense, Nick Cage goes to the diner and sees Jessica Beale, who's the beautiful woman that he keeps seeing. So then there's this weird, like, Me Too segment i knew it i knew this was this was coming where nicholas cage basically like just jessica beale's abusive ex-boyfriend comes in and nicholas cage sees like six or seven different futures where like each time he learns something different about her and then basically me too's her into taking him to flagstaff arizona because she thinks that like he's like a perfect guy like because he knows all these like he says the right things and sure his responses are exactly right and it's yeah. because it's like groundhog day where like he just keeps like right. messing up um so he basically like almost like gaslights her into taking him as a passenger in her car because this is like the woman that he wants to sleep with um so they end up going to flagstaff and they're being chased by the fbi um and he does this like subtly like he'll say something wrong and she'll react poorly and then he'll do like the two minute rewind and say the right thing to the point where like she's in love with him oh they go fuck what does she do she's like a like an activist or a psychologist i don't know she has some she has some fake job but they go to an they go to a reservation like a native american reservation and he does magic tricks for these kids and that makes her fall in love with them but he's so, doing you know, like we his... just lost all of our psych majors that ever listen to this show now no 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 i, I don't know if she is or not like i don't know if it's ever explained she just it like, could be any job that doesn't mean anything i mean her job doesn't mean anything in the, the context of the movie because it's brought up it's for good, like it's a good clarification 45 right. seconds just to have this scene happen right. and then it doesn't matter anymore so they go and they rent this cabin and they end up like sleeping together and they're in love. Like she's in love with him. Like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know what it is about you, but blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, baby. And then I, have an, have... I have another question. I have okay. curiosity about this that I need to know. How is Nick Cage acting through this? And I don't mean like his acting style. Like, like how is the character? Like, it's, Smarmy? It's, 
is does he, is this exhaust like, I'm exhausted just listening to the idea of this whole thing of the idea of like in, seeing in the future and then reacting to it all yeah. the time. Like, does he ever seem exhausted? No, he's a he's a well of energy, I guess. Hmm. Um, okay. He's at, he like he's it's basically his Snake Eyes performance, and I say that because Snake Eyes is fresh in my mind because I watched two Nick Cage movies today. Um, one of which was Snake Eyes that I got 75% through and I just, I'll, I'll have to finish it some other time because it's so bad. Um, but that's the kind of performance. His like, hey, uh, 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 I don't know. I can't even explain it. But like it's his, how am I going to talk like this? Oh, mm. oh, oh, oh. And I don't know. He it's, thinks that's charming. Right. Well, it's supposed to be charming. You're, right. you're supposed to think that this guy is like a charming man, even though he's a crook and a date rapist and... <laughs> Anyway, so she goes to buy them groceries, and Julianne Moore, like, like ferrets her away and basically tells her what Nick Cage is doing. Like, this is his power, and this is why. And she's like, that's why he knew how to say all the right things. So then she's really creeped out by the fact that, like, this guy's basically, like, date raped her. Like, like used her, her like own knowledge against her to like even though this is correct information she's being provided does she question this information at all no no, i I don't know she believes it pretty quick um i don't remember that scene being it's been like three weeks since i've seen this movie so (laughs) mind you like right a lot of it's just fled from my brain but i remember the salient points it's within like a fifth like a seven or eight minute period that like julianne moore's convinced her and she's gone back and they've convinced her to set nicholas cage up so this is the thing Nick Cage, it's only things that directly affect him. So, like, if he was in the kitchen right now and we're in the living room and we're not doing anything that could affect him, he wouldn't know what we're doing. He can't see that in the future. He can only see two minutes, like, around him. So they do this thing where he makes her breakfast and then she convinces him to go drink this sedative lace tea, like, out on the porch. Right. But he can't see it because he wasn't there when she made it. Right. Which is really, like, a really, like... How many times do you think they had to tweak the superpower that he has in order to fit the script? Oh, it never matters. It never matters. <laughs> what do you mean? Because it just changes. Like, he can see sometimes, like, it's like a second, and sometimes it's like two minutes, and sometimes it works when he's not there, and sometimes it doesn't work when he's not. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just irrelevant. Does two minutes matter at some point? Because two minutes is very precise. Only, it. I, I think it's two minutes because that's exactly how long the first conversation is between him and julianne moore i think that's why it's like it sets that that up so it's like oh he really wasn't there the whole time like he saw that happen anyway so wrote this movie even though jessica beale is disgusted he still manages to woo her back to be on his side because it's the power of love or something i don't know so then there's this whole ridiculous thing where the terrorists are trying to kill him and the FBI is trying to capture him. And him and Jessica Beale create this series of events where basically there's like a landslide off the side of the cliff that their cabin is on. And everyone's chasing him. And he keeps like like ninja jumping down like rocks and like dodging like tractor trailers that are flip or logs, I guess is logs that are flipping over his head. So then he he messes up because the, the, this is, I guess, the hero turn. He messes up because he uses his power to save Julianne Moore's life, who's down at the base of this cliff, and he saves her, and they're able to capture him. 
but then the terrorists capture Jessica Beal, and they use that to convince him that he needs to go and save her. So then he escapes. Oh, shit. How does that work? He escapes from captivity. I don't know. There's something where he escapes from captivity, but then, like, they still convince him that he should, like, work with them and go and save Jessica Beal. So that happens, and the main terrorist has taken Jessica Beal to some, like, wharf or some shit. And they go and realize that, like, even though they've saved Jessica Beale, that's not where the nuclear bomb was. And the nuclear bomb goes off and everybody dies. But then Nicolas Cage wakes up in bed with Jessica Beale. Mm-hmm. And you realize that he's seen, like, hours and hours and hours into the future at this point, I guess because Jessica Beale's unlocked his true potential. <laughs> And that's where the movie ends. Like, now he's going to have the chance, I guess, to, like, do that's it right. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That's the end that's of the movie. That's the movie. Yep. Ta-da. That's, that's, that's all that happened. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, there's, <laughs> there, there's a really long time where they're, like, running about. Um, who Who's Wisdom? There's a character named Wisdom. Who the fuck is Wisdom? Wisdom? I don't know. Hold on. Let me look up. It's Jim Beaver, the guy that, like, is in... Deadwood playing um who is that character? I don't remember. Okay, so the guy that wrote this You know oh, this is a Philip K. Dick short story. Yeah, yeah, it's based mm. on mm. That makes I, a lot of sense to me. I'm skipping over a lot of parts that are just like really long. Like the whole thing where from her deciding not to poison him with sleeping powder in the cabin to the bomb detonating is probably like 35 minutes long like it's a long portion of the movie that it takes to get from that to that and then like the bomb detonates and you're kind of like oh shit but then when he wakes up in bed and it's like the previous day it's just kind of ridiculous oh this movie's only 96 minutes long and i'm telling you a third of that movie i just summarized in like 35 seconds because it doesn't matter right none of it matters (laughs) the end result of this movie is that Nicolas cage is a date rapist and a gaslighter. <laughs> and, and it's still and he somehow thinks, the hero of the movie. Right, right. Yeah. This is also, so this is another thing that's going to become like a repeated theme over the course Date of Date rape? Uh, I can't remember him doing that any other way. Usually it's just implausible sex. Mm. Um, This is one of the first weird hair, waxy skin Nick Cage movies mm. where he looks like, like a Madame Trussard like dummy. <laughs> Like, walking around, like, he doesn't look like a real person. Um, He's really creepy, and it actually fits really well that he's date rapist when this is, like, his first instance of that. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, because he looks much younger, like, two years later in Knowing, and honestly looks younger, like, what is it, like, six years later in On Frozen Ground, or The Frozen Ground. I mean, I think I posited this in the first time we sat down and did this. Like, there's something... There's something kind of mental instability there, right? I think so, maybe. Like, I think, like, he cycles in some ways, like, with different behaviors, maybe, and, like, is in different places at yeah, different points, maybe. and, like, I yeah. think it affects his physicality, and, like, I don't know, something's, something's Maybe there. it's, like, diet, or maybe it's, I don't know, who knows? I think he just goes off the rails sometimes, maybe. Yeah. But this movie is definitely, like... You know what, so, uh, just looking up some quick facts about this. So, the budget for this... Seventy-eight point one million dollars. Oh, it didn't make that. I know. 
worldwide, $76.1 million. Yeah. So it lost $2 million. That's about right. Yeah. They should have seen that two minutes in the future. <laughs> right. So the guy that movie. wrote this, you know what he also wrote? What? Well, drafts at least. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. He wrote mm. the first draft, like the one that was set in the Wild West. Oh. Um, until uh, uh, W.D. Richter came in and just rewrote the entire thing and made it good. Um, he also wrote Total Recall. Mm. Um, the like original like Schwarzenegger one. But he loves some vilificate Dick then. And then um and then Minority Report. Mm. And then this, and that's the end. Well, that's appropriate. <laughs> this movie is so unbelievable. Number one, I mean, it, it's <clears throat> it's an unbelievable pre- like premise anyway, just because of like the precognition and whatever. But I think you could have done it where it would have been kind of cool, you know, like if it just would have been Nick Cage as like a like a grifter, like narrowly escaping like each time. Until finally, like, he saw the end of the world and he was convinced and had to try and, like, right his wrongs. Making, like, the central part of the... The the central premise of the movie is that Nicolas Cage is in love with this young woman. And is doing whatever he can to be with this young woman. Including, like, giving up his... Almost, like, amoral code of, like, not helping anyone with his power. Just, like, using it to, like, help himself. Because that's the whole thing is, like... Let me ask you a question. When was, when was the last time you saw Sing into the Future storyline that was good? I don't know. Desmond and Lost? Yeah, but you can't count that because, like, that spans years of television. I mean, like, in, in movie form? In movie? Okay, sure. Uh, it's just in movies. Man, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie about Sing into the Future that was good. I'm sure that some exist. I, I'll, I'll oh, I'm sure they do, it. yeah. I don't know. Um, I can't think of when the last one was, though. But this one could have been good, honestly. Like, it could have been, like, a really taut, like, sci-fi thriller. Okay. Thought exercise. First 15 minutes that you described to me. Right. Remains the same. Okay. Fix it. So, Nicolas Cage is now on the run from not only... Las Vegas law enforcement, where there's some grizzled detective that refuses to work with the FBI. Is that Wisdom? I can't remember who that is. I really, like, I literally have no idea who that character is. I, I can't remember. Okay. Maybe, maybe he's the guy that rents from the cabin? Okay. There's sorry. something I'm there. Sorry. Okay. So, grizzled Las Vegas police detective is after Nicolas Cage because he's always suspected there was something hinky with the way that like he won money and stuff refuses to work with the FBI. So the FBI is also chasing Nicolas Cage and because of some mole in the FBI, the terrorists know about this and they're chasing Nicolas Cage. So it's basically like this three headed monster, like trying to get him. The the mole in the FBI was a real plot point. No, 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 no. I'm just, you're making, making that up. up. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm at, th- th- this All is right. how I'm making like the fact that the terrorists right. know makes sense. Sure. Maybe there was a mole. I don't remember. I don't think so. It's around the time of 24, so it's probably a mole. Yeah. If if there is, it doesn't matter, ultimately. Um, so, Nicolas Cage, like, is using this power to move, like, surreptitiously across the country and, like, just narrowly escape. But, like, what it is is, like, it starts at two minutes. 
he's got but then like his time starts to like shorten Mm -hmm. so he's it starts to become like just like a hair's breadth that he's able to like avoid these things right quick up quicken the pace of the movie though right and that it makes it more like right it's more tense there's no love interest whatsoever it's just nicholas cage trying to like get away until finally the culmination is the bomb goes off and then you can do that like like a soft reset but you've taken out the love interest so you've got like an extra 35 minutes in this movie that hasn't like you haven't like wasted on something that's just creepy and weird and it turns out that like he was losing time because like time was running out for everyone and it resets him back to two minutes like a day before and then like he's able to work with the fbi and the grizzled like las vegas guy to like stop the nuclear bomb and you actually have like an, a real conclusion to the movie of him like saving, you know, whatever. I can't remember where they are. God, it has to be Los Angeles. I don't know. Someplace with a port. Um, <laughs> maybe it's San Francisco. It doesn't matter. Um, and then that's how it ends. And then it's, maybe it's, it's a better San Diego. Movie. It could have been San Diego. You're right. I can't remember. Is Comic-Con in it? No. No? Okay. Didn't, that would have made it more interesting. <laughs> But take out the love interest and make it just about him getting away. And, like, maybe the detective and the Julianne Moore character, like, they start to work together because they can kind of see that, like, maybe they see that he's doing things to keep civilians alive. Like, or maybe at some point one of them, like, has their hand on him and they're, like, able to, like, see what he sees in the mm-hmm. future. And that way they like, oh, my God, like, it's crazy what this guy can do. And, you know, it's. Sounds better. I mean, I think that's a better movie. More, most likely. Right. Yeah. And that's a thought exercise that took me, like, what, four minutes? Right. Right. But I'm not the executive producer of this movie that's also the star of this movie that wants to be naked in bed with, like, right. Prime Era Jessica Biel. Right. So, yeah. what do I know? Yeah. I don't know why she so would... So, what, what do you rate this movie out of ten? Oh, my God. It's like a three out of 10 i mean on the nicholas cage scale it's like an eight out of 10 <laughs> because you get like a ridiculous terrible memorable uncomfortable performance from him which really are like <laughs> the four pillars of like nicholas cage and you get ridiculous performances out of like otherwise competent actors like jessica Beale's not really that great of an actress but she's fine in certain things she's uncomfortable in it julianne moore's uncomfortable in it everybody playing the terrorist you can just tell they're just kind of like eh you know, and it's um, it's ridiculous, and it makes you laugh like a few times, and makes you like wonder, like question your life, and like why you're doing what you're doing at the moment that you're watching this movie, which I guess most people didn't because it didn't make any that, money. But that was the whole point of the, how this happened, right? Right. Yeah. Seventy six million dollars worldwide is like it's abysmal. Right. It's, it's abysmal. like it's like if I earned like thirteen dollars last week, <laughs> or something like that. Like that's. <laughs> that's that's crazy it's like oh i got enough to buy a sandwich <laughs> and yet he's been in 60 movies after so i don't know i guess it doesn't yeah, matter right well he, he, so he didn't draw big in china here god i wish i could remember his name because i looked on wikipedia because i couldn't remember the characters his name's chris johnson but Do his, you mean magician, his stage name yeah it's like God, it's like John. Oh my God, his name is spelled C R I S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can never have a normal name, man. Let me tell you something. Sneak preview because we're gonna do this movie next week. 
I cannot wait to talk about Weatherman because you want to talk about a ridiculous movie like that's ridiculous. I've seen movie. clips of Weatherman and it looks um, yeah, it looks pretty pretty bad. It was funny because when Weatherman first when we first saw the trailers for it, and I think that movie is like two thousand four. It's um, the guy that directed uh, the Ring, Gore Verbinski, and some of the um pirates movies, and the trailers set to Iggy Pop's The Passenger song. And it actually looked really good, and like I was excited to see it. But then, for some reason, we never saw it, and I never saw it on DVD. And then I just watched it, and I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Like I can't wait to talk about it next week. Julianne Moore's character's name is Callie Ferris. Yeah, that's right. And Liz Cooper's Jessica Biel character's name. None of that matters. (laughs) Nothing matters, but Nicolas Cage. He's shirtless too a couple times. I don't know. I mean, he really wanted. To, he really wants to be like an action star. Like that's Nicolas Cage's ultimate goal is to be <sighs> Liam Neeson. Maybe now is hmm. maybe what he wants to be, or like back then he probably wanted to be like Tom Cruise. Right. But Nicolas Cage has been like fifty years old for like thirty years now, and or he's at least looked it. I remember thinking he. I mean. He's one of those guys that, like, we were talking about with Kathy Bates the other week on the podcast um, for winter movies. He uh, right. he's he's somebody we've aged with, so it's like he's always been old to me. But here's the thing: like, Nicolas Cage looked really young until he was in Leaving Las Vegas, and he's never looked young since. See, I mean, because I was like seven years old, like he looked old to me in Raising Arizona. Because like anybody that was like over twenty five looked old. Right, to me, he's also know? made to look older in Raising Arizona than he is. But you see him in like mm-hmm. Vampire's Kiss or um, what's another good example of like young looking Nicolas Cage? Vampire's Kiss is what like eighty four, eighty five, something like that. That's after Fast Times, something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he just has that weird like oval i don't know like picasso face with like the weird eyes and the weird mouth and he looks pretty young in weatherman but it's because they do his hair different like they give him like a boyish haircut and it makes him look younger than he is Hmm. so weatherman yeah weatherman weatherman should be good yeah i want the the complete details of this movie oh it's crazy the plot it's uh, one you, of, you you gave me a spoiler tonight on a right. subplot, and it's horrifying. One I, of the most horrifying things I ever heard. Yeah, spoiler that it's a more unlikable character than Johnny Johnny Mnemonic or whatever the fuck his name is here. Oh, his stage name. Yeah, yeah. I it wish was, I it wasn't it. in the wiki article. It's I know it's not, and it's it's so bad. Maybe they're just trying to Chris expunge. Criswell. Well, I can't even remember now. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Chris it's Johnson. a really normal. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Really normal name. Okay, so three out of ten. Oh yeah, three out of ten. So if you like bad Nick Cage movies, I mean it's this. fun to watch. Like right. if if you if you watch Knowing and we're like, hey, like this was actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah, you'll probably feel somewhat similar here. Okay, but Knowing is a better movie than Next. Huh. Next is yeah, I can see that. Next is not a good movie. Knowing sounds sounded like a better movie, both on real scale and Cage scale. IMDb doesn't include his stage name either. Yeah. Man, that's really annoying. Must not be that important. It's really important to me because it's really bad. Because there's even there's like this whole line of dialogue where Jessica Biel like so is, is talking. Peter Falk in one scene? I think so. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. Seems like a waste of Peter Falk. 
Well, I mean, what are you going to do with them? It's a Nick Cage vehicle. Nobody matters but Nick Cage. Vibes was a Cindy Lauper, Jeff Goldblum vehicle, and Peter Falk was still like Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper didn't executive produce Vibes. I'm telling you, Nicolas Cage <laughs> is like. This must have been the height of like when he had like more money than like anyone on the planet. Like when he was buying islands and stuff. Right. I, I'm telling you, he just like. <clears throat> he just puts himself in these roles where like he's the central character and basically nobody else matters. Gotcha. And everybody else is just like, uh, I don't know, a prop kind of. Yeah. That's so many of his movies. I can't wait. Kill Chain, man. I can't wait to talk about Kill Chain. Hmm. Well, we're going to do this every week. Right. So, so many like, bad we, we'll, 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 we'll get them all eventually. <clears throat> I need to watch a couple good Nicolas Cage I guess movies. technically this is a limited time series, huh? Well, 106 friggin' weeks. Right. And that's so, yeah, we got two two years. Assuming that I I watch, I mean, I'm, right? If you watch all, of them, it's assuming we're alive. Like assuming, I have a whole Amazon Prime watch list of nothing but Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> like I don't even put anything else on my watch list anymore because it's just all Nick Cage. Okay, I'm gonna uh, we're, we're gonna stop this because for a quick Cage episode, this is like a half hour. Right. <laughs> but um, I do just want to say that um, uh, people have been downloading this um. We've heard a couple of things from people um, positive. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'm just going to cross-promote real quick. Uh, this coming week on the Two Guys, Five Movies main podcast, we are going to be doing something that we've never done before. We talked about for close to a year, which is we're going to take five years of the Oscars for Best Picture. We're doing 75, Oscar 75 to 80. Right. And we're going to look at the Best Picture nominees and winners and Frank has chosen what he thinks should have been the nominees and winners, and we're just going to kind of discuss those years in terms of um, what should have been uh, what should have been there. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully, it translates well. Yeah, into, like the podcast. Yeah. So, just wanted to promote that. Otherwise, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with what is Weatherman. We're gonna do Weatherman. Weatherman next, next week. week. Yeah. Okay. Have a good night. Have a good night.